Welcome to Beach to Sandy, Water to Wet, a podcast featuring real reviews written by people who just need the world to know what they think. Between you and me, I wanted to like this podcast, but I'd give it zero stars if I could. Hello and welcome to Beach Sue Sandy Water Too Wet. The pot. Why are you making that noise? What noise? It's my voice. Breathy chuckle. Breathy chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just love this podcast so much. Okay, good. That makes one of us. Yeah, I'm very caffeinated right now and I'm medicated. So we've got a double whammy going for episode (laughs) 178 about children's books. Of all episodes, you had to come in medicated and caffeinated to the children's book episode. Yes, because I have lots to say. This is a doozy. Uh, This was suggested by Callum, he, him, and also Emma, our friend Emma, a while ago suggested it. So I just happened to find that while I was searching our emails. Um, That's kind of unfair because Emma has uh, suggested literally everything. Thing. she's gotten so much credit it's it's similar to how people say and by people i mean middle schoolers say oh yeah well i'm okay maybe what? this is a very personal I like experience i'm sorry i'm sorry idea where you're going let me let me focus here which is hard uh for me sometimes you know in middle school where you're having a fake fight of where you're two superhero kind of people and then you say something like oh well i hit you with an attack that's a thousand and they say well i hit you with one that's two thousand and then then you say infinity or infinity plus one infinity plus two and then mom says stop talking to the mirror again (laughs) (laughs) go outside and play with your friends yeah uh yeah i get what you're saying like infinity times infinity exactly what what was the point of this uh the point of this is that's kind of what emma did emma 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 went uh everything Uh I, i i i suggest everything possible times infinity i see so, so emma unfair. has just basically licked every topic suggestion. yes okay so i get it um that's okay emma's uh, tongue is all over those suggestions gross <laughs> you started it i know um so i i'm really amped uh, clearly i am too that's why i'm being so succinct oh do you who i'll go first for once okay or do you want to go first no no uh, no okay, please okay. go by all means so the first thing i have for you is a game Oh, gosh. Okay. Is it where I guess what children's book? Yeah. Okay. And this was sent in by Sarah. Oh. Of Sarah fame. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, there are multiple reviews Sarah sent in. Okay. And they're all of the same book. So I'm going to oh. go. And she was nice enough to include them in like increasing clarity. Okay. So it's a difficulty thing. Yes. If I can get it on the first try. It's much like B-dubs trivia where like it starts more difficult and then, like, at the end, it says, uh, you know, like, when they have those game trivia yeah, games that I you do, play from I do. your no, table. I, yeah, at your and table. And then at the end, they're like, it's a white president. Well, white president. Not very uh, not very specific. Mm-hmm. It's a president. <laughs> no, if it were, at the end, the first black president. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That would be. And that it would, would say, those, with yeah. initials B-O, and, mm-hmm. or, like, with initials F-D-R are this person's initials. And you're like, okay, well, now. Yeah, where it's really obvious, you gotta finally. Get it. So, hopefully... I don't know if any of these are that clear, but we'll see. Okay. This first review is by Kevin. It's a one-star review of this children's book. And it is one that we read as children. Okay. So. 
LOL, my teachers made me read and I'm so big already. Is that okay. it? That's it. And a review. What? Okay. This one is not... There's no... Good. I was going to say, am I missing something? My teacher made me read I'm my, Big Already? My teachers made me read it, and I'm so big already. Oh. So it's a one star. Uh, Do you think they mean... They meant like, I'm too old for this. Okay. I'm they didn't sure. mean, wow, I read this, and now I'm so big. I think they said, I'm so big. Like, why are they, my teachers making me read this? Mm, mm. Uh, I'm reading a lot into five words from what's presumably a, child. a middle schooler. But here's a one-star review. This is by Steel Blue. Oh, no. Okay. Nothing is more despicable than pushing adult politics onto unsuspecting children like this piece of thinly disguised socialist propaganda is trying to do. And even more disgusting is using shame and guilt on such young ones. But why would anyone expect morality from people who espouse philosophies that have destroyed countless millions of lives with their evil lusts for power? Disgusting. Don't waste your time or expose your children to such insidious filth. End of review. Any guesses? I don't know, Mao Zedong's like, Red Book or whatever. Um, I have no idea. Okay, so politically chart that we read when we were little? Oh, curious. George. No, I'm just kidding. It's not curious for sure. <laughs> um, I don't think it's Clifford. I don't think it's uh, like an Arthur book or something. Yeah, it's definitely a standalone book, mm-hmm. if that okay. makes sense. Okay, um, the the Rainbow Star. Fish or something? Is that it? Yes. <laughs> Alexander! Are you serious? <laughs> yes! How did I didn't you do e- that? I, and that wasn't even in my ones that I've reviewed. I was thinking of the, or the red. I'm not, I haven't even thought of that book in so long. What medication are you on? Um, I want some. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I'm just going to read the rest of Try then. harder next time, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read the last ones. There's two, okay? Please. So this is by Shania, one star. I dislike the book. Why is the fishy's mouth so big? <laughs> so we thought maybe Sarah and I thought, presumably, maybe this would give you a little Yeah, I, I would like to think I'd get it at that point at that if point. I didn't the time before. A book yeah. about fish with socialist agenda behind it. Gosh. Which I assume is because the fish gives his scales away to all oh, the other fish. To make them pretty, too. To make them pretty, too. That, I, for, I was about to say, I forgot the plot. I th- that's amazing that you didn't even think, like, what's a book about giving stuff away yeah. you know what i mean uh, I, I mean too so this might be this was a roundabout probably feels a little like cheating but when i think people being outraged over something i think rainbow and that's oh, where i think that's where my brain how my brain super, got that's there so fun i don't <laughs> they didn't even have a problem with that part they didn't even get Exa- to that exactly. they probably reached the character limit and were like i don't even have room yeah. to espouse my my fear of the rainbow yeah and how well no how god needs to take it back it's god's rainbow mm-hmm. now yeah. Uh, okay, so Sarah wrote here, if you're still playing the game, this might be where you start figuring out the answer. Uh, so <laughs> Won't little, on you. <laughs> little did she or I know that you would get it easy immediately. So here is one more review by Kareem. One star. If I could give zero stars, I would. This book sucks. It's a story teaching about sharing by encouraging kids to give up what makes them unique in order to please the crowd. Got 30 oranges? Share them. That's too much vitamin C for one toddler. Don't use fish scales as a symbol. It's a part of the fish's body and would be painful and dangerous to share. The fruit stand would have been a better story. Or the farmer's stall. Or rainbow cloud. A story about a talking cloud. (laughs) What? 
A story about a talking cloud refusing to rain because it makes him feel sad, but learning that even though you feel sad, there can be a beautiful rainbow after it's over. 30 people found this helpful. What? Then you got 30 people who are willing to buy your book. Get to writing. Sarah wrote, write your own book, I guess. Yeah, which seems like that's what this person should. Mm. Maybe it was like a testing the waters. Like, would you buy the fruit stand? Too much vitamin C for one toddler. That sounds Mm. like the world's worst book. That does sound terrible. Uh, Maybe they then took a screenshot, sent it to their publisher and said, see, see. (laughs) 30 people, including my wife and kids, found this very, very helpful. The crudely photoshopped O at the end. So it said, (laughs) or zero. So it says 300. Um, So anyway, there you go. Good start. Good start. Here's my first one. This is a book titled Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. This is by Judith uh, Vorst. The book or the review? The book. Uh-huh. Uh, and here's a, a description of the book. The perennial pop, perennially popular tale of Alexander's Worst Day is a storybook that belongs on every child's bookshelf. Alexander knew it was going to be a terrible day when he woke up with gum in this in this hair. Oh, gosh. In his hair, it says. It says this hair. Sorry. There's it, gum in this hair. Yeah, the specific one. It says, and it got worse. Okay, here we go. We, we had go. this book as, a ch- as children. I yes. brought it up to Blaze. I, I think I only picked books we've, we had. We I focused on that, too. We saw it at a bookstore the other day, and I asked Blaze if he had read it. He didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. guess since your name it, fit, it, yeah. we thought this is a fitting book. I remember when we saw it, I elbowed mom when I was like three. I said, <laughs> sounds like me. Am I right? In this hair? <laughs> in this hair? No, I'm, I spit in your hair, not the other way around. Stop talking about it. Okay. Um, this is a review written by someone actually named Christine. Really? Yes. Oh, Three great. stars. Three stars. I know this is a beloved classic, but I just didn't care for it. I think my kid just takes it literally that this boy is having a bad day and nothing is fair and sympathizes with him. But from an adult's perspective, he's an obnoxious little whiner who resorts to saying mean things and hitting. Plus, he does a lot of blaming his mom for things that don't go right. Quotes, guess whose mom forgot dessert? Which sets a disrespectful example. I think by the time a kid gets old enough for the intended message that we all have bad days and get grumpy, they're too old to like the book, so I don't think it succeeds on that level. But that said, younger kids do like it anyway. Really though, who goes to bed with gum in their mouth? He should be glad he didn't choke in his sleep. He's lucky to get any terrible new days. End of review. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. That escalated quickly. He's lucky he's not dead. Wait, what? Literally. Mom. He's lucky he woke up in the morning. He's lucky he had a bad day. Exactly. He'd lucky at any day. <laughs> the fact that this person is so, like, just disgusted that their child sympathizes with a child who's having a bad day is slightly disturbing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to me. I also read a bunch of reviews of this book, and they all had the same vibe of, uh, I don't think I picked any, because they were just bumming me out, but they were like, uh, what a brat he should get over it and the lesson should be that just because a bad day is happening doesn't mean that you have to be sad about it and i was like again you should write your own damn book exactly i'm so confused why like there's a reason this is as popular as it is and it's not because it's because all these kids are buying it that's a thing that's true too you know this is like the american girl at all episode where the parents get like unreasonably upset and it's like you're the one yeah buying these things yeah anyway All right. Well, I have a review here of Corduroy, beloved Corduroy. Love we love this book. That as book, children. I know. Yeah, like the plot and everything. That's and a good the one. Pictures, like, no, oh, it's so lovely. 
Well, oh, that's one of my favorites. Bessie also uh, knows it well oh, and no. gave it a one star. No. I know. Because everybody loves reading a story about toys who walk around a department store looking for a button. That sounds like the best book ever. No, it doesn't. Wait, okay. okay, what is wrong with that plot? Like, what? It sounds like a great book. What is wrong with that? Isn't that the plot of like many books, like that's toys even, walking around? Yeah, that's not even boring. <laughs> They could have made it sound so boring. They could have just said about a toy that lost a button and just left it at that. But they added the details that kind of make it fun and the interesting. The fact that he's walking around at night yeah. in a department store alone. Yeah. Like I still remember where the, the mattress, it's like one of those like core <gasps> memories yes. where every time on a mattress I see that kind of button, uh-huh. I think about him pulling it uh-huh. off the mattress. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Okay, there's more to this. That sounds like the best book ever. No, it doesn't. Okay, first of all, I think he should be named Teddy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. These people, write your own fucking book. (laughs) This, more than any other topic, I found people with that attitude of, I bet I could do this better. Okay, first of all, I think he should be named Teddy. I know it's original, but go with me. Second, what is the point? End of review. That's it. (laughs) First of all, and the first of all is like the last sentence yeah so i don't know what i think bessie gave up but anyway that's teddy the the idea that's it that's the idea it's just that's literally the only change was the name teddy yeah and also he's not a toy walking around a department store looking for a button we don't know what it's literally just about a toy named teddy not walking around and not looking not doing anything probably not doing anything oh my god go yeah write that see how well it does i love the sarcasm that has to be like extremely clear Mm -hmm. so no one confuses that this is sarcastic there's like a lot of exclamation points and and capital letters anyway um my next one is of uh stella luna oh my gosh Mm -hmm. wait was that the snake no that was verity that's verity Similar, is it the, it might be the same the artist? Yeah, Stella Luna Savat. They're same author. author. I actually don't know. This is by Janelle Cannon. This is one that I, oh my gosh, I just had a weird, like, Verity. Trippy, who wrote that one? Trippy moment. Forgot about Verity. It is the same author. It is not. It oh is. my gosh, I loved Stella Luna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. Um, Janelle Cannon wrote both of those, but uh, I have a review of Stella Luna. Yeah, thank you, Janelle, for isn't your... Isn't that cool, though? That, I love both of those growing up. Isn't that up. cool that you said one book, and I, it made me think of a different <laughs> yeah. book that happened to be the same author, uh-huh. which means, like, clearly she has a very distinct style. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway. That is really cool. Okay, anyway, so Stella Luna, here's the description, is a tender story of a lost young bat who finally finds her way safely home to her mother and friends. Aww. Um, Here's a three-star review. Uh, this is by Susie. Can you believe Ellen Pompeo named her daughter after a bat? Not just any bat either. No. One who was separated from her mother in a traumatic attempted murder by an owl and subsequently forced to live with birds and eat bugs? End of review. Oh my god. Okay, so let's unpack this a let's, little bit. A little bit. Ellen Pompeo is a star of Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably has a daughter named Stella does in fact no has a daughter named Stella Luna Pompeo Ivory wow so actually named after the bat it is like I'm pretty yes yes from what I've I've uh, uh, from what I've read well so what yeah so what no exactly (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. It's uh, a lot of people have a baby's name Teddy, and that's Bessie's <laughs> Bessie's book. I don't think anyone's complaining about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna name my children Corduroy. All of them. Be, <laughs> all of them. Uh, after a bear that wanders through a department store looking for a button. Yeah, because everyone loves that story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but like, what? Like, chill. I, also, I, I love that name. I think it's so cute. First of all, Stella, and then like a, a separate name, Luna. It's a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like i don't want to say normal but it's like normal enough you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's like not that outrageous it's, and it, it, it's not it's one not, that will harm the child right? like, in, i don't think so anything. it's not or, like you named the child dumbo or like after <laughs> some other character wow you named a that was a very fitting thank you the traumatic <laughs> separation from a mother story oh my goodness okay i didn't even put I, it's all subconscious it's that all, is a great example here. You said let's unpack, and I unpacked you a little really too far. Did, no, you did great. Oh, I'm just you. impressed. No, and I think... Oh, my God. Your, our kids are cousins, Corduroy and Dumbo. That's so sweet. <laughs> also, uh, the bat have, having to eat bugs, like the bugs... That was their final point. Oh, wait. Was, hang on. Also, an attempted murder by yeah, an owl, yeah. which is like, that's... I think in the animal kingdom, it's not necessarily in... <laughs> Like, I see why it would be traumatizing, you know, in, in the context of being a child and humanizing these animals. But, like, I wouldn't say, like, oh. And also, the bat wasn't murdering anyone. Why are you acting like? I don't know what's going Exactly. It, they're doing the opposite of what your reviewer did, where your reviewer just tried to make it seem not interesting. Boring. This person's doing the opposite. There was a and, murder yeah, saying, in this Wow, book. there's attempted murder. There are someone forced to live with there's birds. Like survivor style challenges, yeah. eating bugs and stuff like that. God um, forbid. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, that argument doesn't really hold up. I guess they just were not not having it. I don't know. I mean Pete Wentz named his child Mowgli. So really, yeah, oh, I didn't know that. I think it's like Mowgli spaceship or something. <laughs> okay, it's not that, but it's something like Martian. No, Mowgli Martian. <laughs> That's not it either. Uh, let's see. His name is Bronx Mowgli. Okay, so I was wrong. It's not Martian. Yeah, you were really wrong. I don't know what I was thinking about. What I don't want to know about. I don't want to know. Somebody was named Martian or Space Camp or something. Space Camp. <laughs> rocket ship i don't know what are your dreams like what is happening in your life that you think this is all what i don't know alexander wow well whatever it doesn't matter um here's a review of the book madeline oh cute we also read as children so this is a one-star review by maggie having your appendix removed is really not such a bad thing when you've already been abandoned by your family and left in a nunnery end of review Wow. It's like, that's one way to look at that, it. All these people are not rewriting, but redescribing these books in ways that... Yeah. It's a strange angle. It really shows yes. more about them as an adult and maybe what they've gone through than it does about the book itself. That's a good point. You know what I mean? All of these people seem to have different parts of the book that stand out to them. Yeah. That, um, that maybe not... They're projecting... Right, they're projecting. It might not strike another person in that same way. Yeah. Of like, oh, the, the rainbow fish is sharing his scales. Like, oh, socialist propaganda. Exactly. Wow, that's quite a hot take. You're that telling on yourself by putting your own experiences into the book. Your own QAnon experiences onto yes, the book. Yes, in, in, in that in case. In this instance, yeah. So... Wow. Anyway. 
Um, my next one is of D.W. Uh, the Picky Eater. <gasps> we had this book. Yeah, it's uh, Dora Winifred Reed, uh, the brother, sorry, the sister of Arthur Reed, Famously. the aardvark, um, written by Mark Brown. And here's the description. D.W. is very picky about what she eats. She doesn't seem to like anything. Her dining out days with her family are co- cut short when she refuses to eat her salad and flings it to the floor. Uh-oh. Will her table manners improve in time for her grandma Thora's special dinner out? Dun, dun, dun. Wow, okay. the stakes are so high. They are. Uh, here's a two-star review. This is by Diane. Literally the story of my life. End of review. <laughs> <laughs> wow are they okay because as i said the stakes are so high that was over five years ago that I they wrote that oh, so no. i didn't realize that some people actually that this was based on a true story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. story of my life you know i wonder which part though. i know See, that's the thing I'm this thinking, person didn't provide enough details or didn't project enough i wish they projected that, over the whole thing but it wasn't it was very general but wasn't specific i enough. need that specificity is your grandma named thora Mm. is that a name is anyone named thora that could that's a good you know what maybe it's just the m- most boring details why that does they it rhyme with to. dora i have a lot of they questions. have a brother named arthur their name maybe actually is dora winifred they maybe spilled salad on the floor i hope that part's true because that seems to be the crux of the mm. plot the fling fling salad to the floor you must fling it otherwise it's not your life huh. i mean been there am i right so true Amen. Apple Card is a perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. I'm very excited about the next one I have. This came in an email from Maddie. She, her. It's a review of the book we definitely had called The Stinky Cheese Man Mm. and Other Fairly Stupid Tales. Yes. Of course. That cover was kind of scary. The whole book, I looked through the pages and I went, oh, this is disturbing. Oh, I'm nervous about that. Some of the pictures are freaky. I don't think I realized how freaky they were. Uh, (laughs) Also, it has the S word in the (gasps) title. Oh. Not stinky. Stinky? Stupid. Oh, stupid. (laughs) Um, And so I have a feeling some Mm. people aren't going to love that, you know? Yeah. So here is a review by Frequent Flyer. And it's a one-star review. It's a verified purchase. The title is, I threw out my book. This is a horrible anti-book you should avoid at all costs. The stories are so pejorative and nasty, but mainly the pictures have a creepy, nightmarish, satanic quality to them. My mother, husband, and I all agree. The abstract, fragmented, demented, and disturbing images do nothing but bad for babies slash children's psyches. Abstract art is not good when they haven't even learned about literal objects. For example, there is an image of a giant so creepy eating a live chicken in a sandwich. It gives me the heavy-geevies. End of review. Wow. <laughs> Sentence. Too much. Took it out of me. Too much. Um, 
Satan. Why? Why do they jump to d- demonic, satanic? Again, they're what? projecting. What? It's a picture of a, like a gingerbread man running down the street. It's creepy. Yes, yes it's very creepy. I look. I just looked up some of it. It's creepy looking. Sure, I get that. It's but maybe not your Satan? vibe. But bringing Satan into this is so like crazy. That is crazy. I like also the statement that abstract art should should <laughs> never, much like honey causes botulism and should not be introduced before twelve months. Uh, abstract art needs to wait a few more years. So children's psyches have time to develop. That's pretty funny to me. Like, As, where did that come from? If anything, wouldn't that be when you want to show them abstract I would art? Think because so. It, because everything is abstract art to them. I recent <laughs> exactly. What is that going to do? Honestly, this is the only time you could probably show a baby these pictures, and they will not be if their psyches yeah. will be unharmed. Yeah, because they're going to say, "Wow, look, it's a bunch of colors." Imagine blaming a book on <laughs> affecting your child's psyche like this in this I mean, way. I just wild. Just because, well, okay, I also recently learned that the Cincinnati Art Museum does baby tours, like where you can take your baby and they show you like the most colorful art and stuff too. Can I tag along? Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Yes. It's free too. Well, I, I love that. I kept bragging it was free and then Blaze was like, apparently the whole museum yeah, it is, is free it, now. Because recently. of the um, yeah. major donation. So I was like, wow, this event is free. Well, apparently you can take your baby on your own tour free anytime. But they have this specifically for babies yeah. and you wear them in a carrier and you go around and they show you and i assume some of that is going to be abstract art that's mm-hmm. colorful and that is why the baby enjoys it that makes sense you know? I, yeah i bet leona would love it there's probably I, a few satanic images they'll show too i hope so just get it in early if you know? not i'll bring my own <laughs> you'll just bring this yeah. book we well can... my last experience at the art museum was not good did i tell you that what it was on a date. You were an infant, right? And you were <laughs> on this tour. And your psyche has been forever harmed. <laughs> the stinky cheese man came out. <laughs> no, I was on a date. What was this? I remember. How many years ago? I remember. Vaguely. How long? This was like seven, eight years ago. Oh my God. Was it that long ago? It was, it was before I moved to LA. It was? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah, a while ago. So it was a long time ago. And I went on this date at the art museum, which sounded great to me. First off, so it was a through Tinder um first thing is we see someone that i another person i'm talking to on tinder (gasps) who works there and i forgot she worked there alexander that was awkward we made eye contact but you knew she worked there this was well she had told me and i just forgotten oh gosh okay maybe that's why it was in my head to go there no i'm just kidding um and then like five minutes into the date my date came up with an excuse to leave and left and never texted me again Oh, my God. So I just left and went home. That's really bad. <laughs> you didn't even get a tomato soup. They have really good tomato soup. They do. I didn't know that. No, I didn't feel like sticking around. I don't blame you. You should have gone to the front, asked that other girl you're talking to if she wanted to hang out. Wouldn't that have been fun? That Can you imagine, been... though, she saw you, she saw the girl leaving and was like, well, that serves him right, you know? She probably, like, slipped her a note about me. Probably. I'm just kidding. That I don't know what that note could have said. I was said. trying to think of something funny, and I'm like, there's yeah, literally no, don't nothing. Say it, don't. I'm not going to go there. Um, uh, anyway, that was just a bummer. I don't know. I'm, I don't know why I told that story. I don't know, but I feel like you'd have a lot of thoughts on some books just based on that story alone, you know? Like what? I don't know. I feel like you'd see a book about like Eloise goes to the art museum and be like, well, nothing good happens at the art museum. <laughs> I don't think I'd have that reaction, Christian. Thank you, though. Um, anyway, I want to take back the art museum and feel better about it by going with Leona. Let's go with Leona. Okay. 
Is, oh, is it my turn? I don't Sorry. Know. I think it's yeah. I, you just did stinky cheese. You, man. I mean, as much as you did, just tell me a sort of review. I think <laughs> you should read some from someone else. Uh, I have one that uh, this book is probably was in my top three when I was little, and I forgot about it. Owen. <gasps> Do you know what that one's about? Owen. It's an animal. Yes. Owen is a mouse. Yes. Owen the mouse. It sounds like you're doing a uh, Mad Lib. Owen is a <laughs> mouse. It's like the one that Angela does where he she just writes like, nice. House, yeah. <laughs> and meets a tall, nice man. <laughs> Owen the mouse. I, and I don't remember. Right. So you will in a moment. So Owen. Uh, so here's the description. Owen's fuzzy yellow blanket is his favorite <gasps> possession. Everywhere Owen goes, of his blanket goes course. with him. Upstairs, downstairs, in between, of inside, course. outside, upside down, everywhere. Owen's parents are in despair. Soon Owen will begin school and he can't take fuzzy with him then. Whatever can be done. Uh, this is the sweetest book. I, is... I saw it at the bookstore recently, the one up the street there. Yeah. And it made my heart happy. Yeah, this is by uh, Kevin Henkes. Henkes? H-E-N-K-E-S. Uh, and here's a two-star review. This is by uh, Hannah. Ooh, from over 11 years ago. Oh, boy. This book scared the heck out of me when I was little <laughs> because I had a favorite blanket and I was terrified that somebody was going to read the book and decide that it would be a good idea to cut my blanket up into handkerchiefs. No! End of review. Okay. As much as this is really wild, I do give them credit for at least finally being a child or former child rating the book on their own experience rather than an adult being like, That's a good point. This will affect children in this way. And it's like, yeah. I don't know about that. But at least this is okay. a child's experience of the book. Yeah. Because I feel like I'd trust that more. Like, oh. I hadn't thought of that angle mm -hmm. than like somebody saying, you know, so socialism, blah, blah, blah. No, you're right. I know. I think you're totally right. This is actually someone's childhood experience with this book. But it also makes me think like it, anything can be traumatizing. It's like nothing is safe because True. like this is the sweetest book. It, I, from what I remember, yeah. I didn't find it that terrifying and the thing is some of them have points too some of these reviews where i'm i say oh i think oh i could see it that way but yeah. as a kid i just love the book it's so people overanalyze children's books yes i mean clearly that, we've already yep. established that from some of the past reviews but someone was saying um so in the book the neighbor makes fun of the kid basically to the parents like oh wow your boy's how old and he's still carrying that blanket and the parents get all like oh shoot they're he like they're right we should deal with this before he goes to school with yeah. the blanket which we don't want and like i agree that you shouldn't listen to neighbors about what they think about your it's boy's like age normal and thing to do with his blanket right, like right, whatever right. let your kid enjoy things um but as a kid it's like this didn't affect me that crazily like to the yeah. point where I don't know. I just loved the book. It was just great and cute and fun. Book. Very sweet. Has a great ending. It's just very, it makes me happy. Made me happy as a kid. Still makes me happy. Whatever. Even with the rainbow fish, I'm like, sure, I get it. Like, oh, you know, maybe they the, the beautiful <laughs> fish shouldn't have to give up, give away all his mm -hmm. things to make everyone else more comfortable. Okay, I can see that. I don't think that's ever how I took it as a kid. Exactly. And also, like, 
to go as far as socialism and like whatever other QAnon conspiracies is just like you're taking this way too far. Look, if the kids that grew up with Rainbow Fish became these all became these like wild socialists we'd live in a better country than we do now yeah so if only if only am i right that's like when people say joe biden's a socialist i say oh i wish <laughs> yeah wouldn't that be great uh, okay he, here's an email from andrea and this is about the little house on the prairie a book i never read me neither i was gonna say wow did we have this one even no this is one that i have never actually read yeah same and this is a review by Maya, it's a one-star review, and the title is Not Without a Discussion. <laughs> Yikes, here we go. Oh, God. Are you going to make your kid read it and make them have a discussion about it? Worst nightmare. Love this with a very big hatred. <laughs> if we, okay. Hatred is misspelled. Yes, but even even if it were spelled correctly. I love this with a very big hatred. That, that already, doesn't make sense. already problematic first start. Love this with a very big hatred. I lived my my life. Sorry, the way you said hatred, <laughs> you emphasized the turd, and it, it got me giggling. I'm sorry. Okay. Love this with a very big hatred. I lived my my life to this story, and it is so incredibly wrong and disappointing. I shame myself for believing in a fairy tale. I sold or gave away all the books. They created a unreal world for me that seems to continue to haunt me. Please don't, don't let your children read these books without a discussion. End of review. That's some heavy stuff. She moved to a prairie. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I don't. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, moved literally. I don't know the plot. I think it's like about a prairie. That's about as far as I know. A little house on a prairie. Oh, great. Thank you. That helps me so much. <laughs> You're serious. That was your serious plot description. Was reading the title to me again? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just curious. Just curious. I, I don't know if you're making a joke. I just um, like, I mean, this. I, I'm assuming this is a child or at least like a teenager. I shame myself for believing in a fairy tale. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. It's a series of American children's novels based on her childhood uh, and adolescence in the American Midwest between 1870 and 1894. So this <laughs> is not a fairy tale. This is life between 1870 and 1894, which <laughs> is not present day or whenever this review was written. So why uh, would June you... June 2021. That's like reading... Uh, I don't know, The Great Gatsby and thinking, wow, I thought the world was still like this. I believe what? in this fairy tale life. I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? You created, they created an unreal world that seems to continue to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do by like a potbelly stove? Like, I don't understand. Are you, are you wearing gingham and, and oh, stoking the that fire? That must be it. That it must mu be that's it. the only thing I can think of. Imagine get it being haunted by the American Midwest between 1870 and 1894. <laughs> what a very specific, specific nightmare that must be. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to like, you know, further shame this person, <laughs> but I'm a little bit startled at how, how they've taken this book and 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 blamed it in such a way. Uh, for all their nightmares. I mean, I lived my life to this story. It's so incredibly wrong and disappointing. But apparently a discussion would have saved the day. Yeah, about what? About That's the thing is they they might feel they're doing a service uh mm. to parents and saying, "Hey, you need to discuss have a discussion with your child." But they're not saying how. They're not saying what exactly. 
so if anything, this is just probably making parents curious. Hmm, maybe this is a time for a social experiment. Maybe you can do that to Leona. Oh, sure. Have her live her life by this book and see how she turns out. I see one lace apron. <laughs> I see one square, one swatch of gingham, and it's all over out there. One pie on the windowsill. What? <laughs> Actually, that part I could live with. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds pretty good. Oh, man. This is our understanding of Little House of the Prairie, by the way. If anyone's going to be like, there's no pies in Little House of the Prairie. Well, yeah, no shit. We've clearly not been um, exposed to it. Um, Well, it's funny. I'm on the Wikipedia page for it, and there is a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. It's been criticized regarding the history of the government's involvement in homesteading and its effect upon Native American people. Yeah, I knew there was some controversy there. So like, but nothing that, and about politics, a lot of like political stuff that... It doesn't strike me that this is what this person is referring to. There are anti-governmental political views that have been attributed to the Little House books, but still, I don't think that's too relevant. Um, Probably not. Oh, about like self-reliance and stuff maybe they realized oh i live I'm a in a libertarian this... what they're a libertarian yeah they now? became a libertarian because of this and they're like well shit could be this was a bad idea that's most likely what happened yeah a discussion could have saved you <laughs> oh man my next one is the berenstain bears <gasps> and the spooky old tree oh my gosh <gasps> wait is this the one that made shadows they well the the cover is them with a flashlight pointing yes. at a spooky tree yeah. i remember this uh-huh. these are so vi- i'm like scared now about my child i'm like i need to be really conscientious of i feel like i remember these so vividly yeah. it's kind of freaking me out three brave this is a description three brave little bears explore the inside of a mysterious old tree and go into up through over down and out i think you mean beers it's beers. a, ma- it's a oh, Mandela effect. Bierenstein, Bierenstein Three bars. Three brave little beers. Okay, beers. That's what it is. The also. Oh, it's a Mandela. The Mandela effect. effect is that the protagonists were beers. Nobody really knows how. A it few worked. ales. It's a couple American pale ales. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. It was Berenstain Bears. Don't come at me, everybody. I agreed. And if you have those evidence Yeah, that, things, that, that, defu- that refutes the entire point of a Mandela effect. Exactly. Like, if there was exactly. a typo in a TV guide... Thank you, the TV guide. It drives me crazy. Oh, I caught... What? So you're saying that the entire reality shifted, but it, like, forgot one TV one guide? One TV guide. But the other option is, like, oh, somebody made a typo. That couldn't yeah. possibly have happened. It's like people just don't know how to spell, maybe. Hmm? It's possible. Myself included. I'm sure I've spelled it wrong, too. It's not exactly like an easy thing to spell, like remember how to spell. It's like a weird word. It's and not- everyone pronounced it Berenstain Bears. It Berenstein was just Bears, spelled yeah. differently. That's okay, why I said I Berenstain Bears. <laughs> I know you did. And I. that's why I said beers, because I thought, why not? Just Berenstain Bears. Um, yes. No, anyway. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. I remember the day you taught me about Mandela Effects. There were two hours where I was like, no, Alexander, Whoops. the VW logo. It was this way always. <laughs> and then I saw a few examples and went, okay, I'm yeah. actually... Reeling myself kind of out of this again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll get you out of there. Uh, so this is a five-star review. This is by Michael. What is this again? The Berenstein oh, Bears that we just <laughs> ranted about. Right, sorry. Here we go. Fear, illusion, nightmares, a heady mix of rebellion and self-discovery, a bildungsroman of Lynchian proportions, a journey through the darkness surrounding middle America, wading into the murk of the mind, of life, 
to the farthest reaches of night. Is there joy in this world? Perhaps. Safety? A more assured thing, if accepted as a temporary measure. Yet evil remains, waiting, reaching. Sleep tight, sleepy bears. Also, this was the first book I fell in love with, mainly because it also came with a cassette that played spooky sound effects when it was time to turn the page. End of review. (laughs) (laughs) I read this and immediately out loud said, Goodreads reviewers are a different breed. They are a different breed. It was fascinating. And that this was actually, I think, the first review I found. So I was off to a great start. I felt really excited. Wow. And I thought, wow, these Goodreads people are wild. A heady mix. Sleep tight little bears. I love it. No, sleep tight sleepy bears. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so funny. I remember when I was like, oh, I remember this book so vividly. I don't remember it that vividly. No, probably I don't think not. anyone remembers it that vividly. <laughs> and honestly, if this person tells me it was Berenstein Bears, I might believe them. I might go back on my word and say, you know what? If Michael says so, I yeah. think that he knows better than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was startling. Yeah, the Goodreads ones I read were the corduroy about like, everyone loves a bear a toy walking around and mm-hmm. then the madeline about like well i guess if you're abandoned in a nunnery they all seem very dramatic on yeah, um exactly on goodreads uh wow alexander did you see the most recent book i bought speaking of children's books maybe what is it's it? called the little ghost who was a quilt what alexander it is the sweetest like go look it up it's the most beautiful book <gasps> i bought it at roebling I want to give credit. This looks like an like an indie video game. The art. I know <laughs> I it's it. so beautiful and it's so beautifully illustrated. Um, it's oh. written by Real Nason. I don't know how to say their name. Real Nason Nason, and illustrated by Byron Eggenschweiler. But the book is so sweet and beautiful, and I just love it. Anyway, so wow. I like to think maybe someday my child will be like, oh, I remember this book fondly. That's yeah. Okay, so anyway, back to this. I have a review here from Lily Shidei, who said that this book was their favorite because it had the same name. Like they, the book is Lily's Purple Plastic Purse. Oh, did you ever read this? No. Uh, I remember it from. We didn't own it, but I, know I remember Harold's Purple Crayon. Oh yeah, there's definitely that one too. Oh my gosh, wait, I you will recognize this. I'm I'm looking it up. Oh yeah, look up the p- photo of the little mouse. Oh, of course. Owen's sister? <laughs> of course. It's the same author, yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, he has like, he has a, a series of mouse books. Okay, so the, ma- right. So this is uh, the same author then, but mm-hmm. it's, so it's a little mouse with a plastic purse. So oh, Owen's blanket. Purple plastic purse. Purple plastic purse. purse. And uh, Lily, whose name is Lily. Mm, uh, makes r- sense. Really like this book for that I reason. get a no good terrible bad day and you get a purse come on i get a haunted car so i think i win true so this is a two-star review by jennifer and it's of course it's on amazon and of course the title is politicizing a children's book jesus here we go yeah you are yeah you you reviewer yeah no one said that it was just you my mother-in-law purchases book for my daughter who is 15 months old i just recently sat down to read it to her All in all, a cute book, but I was surprised and annoyed at the illustrations in the book. This book definitely has a liberal slant to it. The teacher wears artistic shirts. (laughs) And in the... (laughs) This is... I'm just... 
get it, get ready. And in the picture, he has the words global village and one world written on the chalkboard. Really? This is supposed to be lower elementary school, and I found that to be a thinly veiled attempt to convey liberal politics to the reader. Additionally, although not as annoying, is that when Lily's parents help her apologize, the dad is wearing a peace shirt and is making the treats, which seem to be, again, liberal in nature. The author is free to include his politics in the book, but I thought that parents should be aware of this agenda. End of review. Uh, I, absolutely wild. I did not expect that. This is the most extremely ridiculous. Like, it's almost satire. How can you get so upset at any of this? If I hadn't dug into their profile and realized this is very much a legitimate review, I would have thought this yeah. might be satire. He has a peace sign a on peace? his shirt. I mean, you're telling on yourself, saying that that's a liberal and thing. What are you trying to say? Hello. What would you rather be a probably a big gun yeah no probably i like in all no, seriousness really. he has one world written on the chalkboard i like what's the problem what? there? i exactly what should we write a divided world and i would not see one world and go oh good this author is liberal you know like, i wouldn't oh, have as a liberal person uh, yeah well as a left lean leftist right but, but yes, like as someone I, who would... i wouldn't i wouldn't bring Polit- I don't know. That shouldn't be politics. I just peace? don't. Yeah, I don't. Like, well, it's not a political issue. Well, oh, should not, we have peace? Let's I mean, not forget the two favorites, which it's are that yeah. the teacher wears artistic shirts. <laughs> okay, that's just... <laughs> I couldn't even comment on that because what the fuck? What, what does that mean? the dad is making the treats. <laughs> now that one, I have a problem with. Yeah, the dad should be... Ugh. A man's Riding? place is not making the treats. No, it should not be in the kitchen. It oh, should man. be on the on the lawnmower with his gun, <laughs> riding around the neighborhood and protecting his family from liberals. I do. I I know that uh, I shouldn't will this into his existence, but I weirdly want this person to write their own book because I'm very curious. Oh, I would love it because talk about political. I'm sure if they wrote a children's book, it actually would be very political and like very scary propaganda oh yeah and i know that this is already like such a trope and we've discussed it before but like talk about being a fucking snowflake like yeah oh his shirt is too artsy oh god my children are in danger it's like what are you wow talk about being sensitive and reading into things man uh speaking of being sensitive uh i have my final one excellent um this is uh, of on beyond zebra Okay. Which is, so it's actually, my review is unrelated to all of this, but it's one of the books that was, um, Mm -hmm. they stopped publishing. So I saw lots of reviews and I only picked this because this was one of my favorites back in the day. Yep. Um, uh, and I, like even in eighth grade, read it like as a project, I read it aloud in like a speaking class, public speaking class. Um, yeah, it had some problematic imagery. Yes, and... on on a on a page, and it is problematic. It is very much, and it's not like they burned all the books; they just stopped publishing new copies. Oh, I see. Which so makes people sense. Are... And that's the same thing with those other Seuss books; they just stopped publishing new copies. Right. And they said that that's a reason why, and all of these people freak out, saying that's censorship. And <laughs> first of all, that's not what that means. That's not what that means. <laughs> And it's not like the government's like, stop making these books. It was literally 
the publishers who published these books who decided it themselves. And I'm pretty sure it was his family. Yeah, it was a Seuss whatever, whatever. Like the, I don't know. It was... Theodore Geisel? Theodore Geisel's group. Family. So my review is not about that. Um, but even as someone who's... This was my favorite book. I think it makes a lot of sense that they stopped publishing new copies of this. And yeah, whatever. It's like really didn't... And all those people up, outraged, it didn't affect their lives at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can find as many copies as you about. want somewhere um, on the in, on this planet. Yeah, people were selling them for a lot, and I still have my copy. And it's so funny that people are like spending. I saw on eBay like hundreds of dollars for these. Wait, are you books. serious? Yes, because and it's like not people, that they don't exist people anymore. People are in like panic. Like this is like yeah. the toilet paper thing to a next level. <sighs> people are wild. Anyway, so uh, my review is not about that, um, but I will say. Uh, it is a uh, so this is it's I'll describe it briefly. It's a take on the genre of alphabet book, uh, but instead of the twenty six letters of the conventional English alphabet, twenty additional letters. Um, it's about the twenty additional letters that follow them. Yeah. So it's on beyond zebra, and it has letters such as yuz, wum, um, etc. It, so it's, it's a fun book. It, like yeah, like the pro- obviously the problematic parts aside. But uh, anyway, so here's a, a review. This is a three-star review. This is by uh, Travis. Uh, After reading such a sad and dark story, I needed something to cheer me up and get me out of a funk. So I decided to read Dr. Seuss, which made perfect sense to bring back the inner child in me. I was rather disappointed by this book, and it's mainly because I am no longer a child. The story is about a boy who learns about the alphabets, and he uses the names of the animal to associate with the letters. Once he reaches to Z for zebra, he is excited that now he knows his ABCs. Unfortunately, another kid comes and rains on his parade and tells him that there are more letters after Z. And if I were that innocent kid, I would beat him up. Dr. Seuss promotes this as new letters of the alphabet, but it's just new words for imaginary creatures. You are a kid, then you are oblivious to how sh, sh, for example, is not a new letter. The illustrations were okay, not out of this world. I feel like I'm they're being... literally out of this world. They're <laughs> all made up, but okay, I guess they're not as unique as you'd need them to be. I feel like I'm being a little bit cruel, but when it comes to Dr. Seuss, there is so many books that are original and creative, and this definitely does not live to my expectations. I feel like if I were a kid, I would enjoy it more, but this was such a disappointment. Hopefully in the upcoming Dr. Seuss books that I will be reading, we'll showcase his genius again. Until next time. End of review. What on earth? This is really difficult to follow. On the one hand, he's saying, children won't know how this is all made up and all you know, unique and original and mm-hmm. isn't the real alphabet. But then on the other hand, it's not unique and original enough. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of boring and doesn't showcase his genius. Yeah. And it what? should be taken seriously enough where you would want to beat up one of the child, yeah, child that, characters. Also, the innocent child should have beaten up the other kid for... for The non-innocent, the guilty child. The guilty child for all of his whimsy. <laughs> his whimsy. God forbid. But yeah. I mean, there are those annoying kids, you know, that say oh yeah well you don't know the letters after z i was one of those annoying kids but perhaps that's why you got beat up so much by all the innocent kids yeah but did i deserve that maybe but maybe 
yeah, that's all. That's why when you did that, you got an, a D on that presentation where you True. read this book. So you cried through the whole thing. I did. <laughs> they kept throwing <laughs> things at me while I was reading it. I was flinging salad. Oh, wait a second. No. <laughs> Story of your life. So, so um, I have one more negative one and then a redemption. Okay. This is from an email from Morgan, they, them, and it's of the book, The Little Old Lady Who Swallowed a Fly. Uh, Classic. I, I don't know if you saw... Well, I'll just read this. This is a two-star review by Jamie, Verified Purchase, and the title is, This is the PC Version. Oh. Ugh. It's the PC version. It doesn't say perhaps she'll die. And she doesn't die, of course, from swallowing a horse. She vomits up all her new friends, which in my opinion is more disturbing than dying from the horse. 52 people found this helpful. So... (laughs) Ugh. She doesn't die in this book anymore. Political correctness equals throwing up and being more disturbing than just literally dying. (laughs) I just, so I guess they changed the story so that, yeah, she doesn't die anymore. Because, I mean, understandably, it's a little, the whole book, of course, is disturbing. But, like, at the end saying, of course she died. It's like, yeah. well, sure. I understand why nowadays it's that's not going to fly anymore. Um, oh, not going to fly. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I'm writing my own children's book. So please don't check it out. Uh, yeah, so I, I, just the number of people who were, and then I looked through the reviews on Amazon too, and the number of people who were so mad that she doesn't die. (laughs) Jesus, what what is wrong with people? You guys are so twisted. On the one hand, you're like, I can't believe this bat has to eat a bug. And then on the other hand, you're like, why is this woman still alive? Did people, when they first read this book, did they have a visceral reaction once they got to the part where she doesn't die? They flip to the last page and go, what the fuck? And get really mad. <laughs> this is bullshit. Back in my day, this woman would have been dead. Yeah. I'm going to write my own story and I'm going to kill the old lady. <laughs> kill the main character. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, that was that. And now I have a redemption. You're done with yours, right? Yes. So this was an email from Nina, she, her, and this was so interesting. I'd never heard of this book. It's called The Lonely Doll. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay, bef- before you look it up, it's okay. by Dare Wright, and uh, the, New York- the New Yorker actually did a piece on it called The Creepiest Children's Book. Oh. It's, uh, I was going to say it sounds creepy, but I didn't want to judge based on the title alone. I don't want you to look it up till after I okay, read I the review, but basically um, the author... Uh, kind of created this it is marketed as a children's book but used black and white photography for all the illustrations oh uh and so i'm gonna read a five-star review verified purchase that's uh defending this book interesting okay okay so here and then you can look up and decide for yourself based on the photos okay Okay. so five-star review by madeline of the lonely doll the title is timeless classics anyone who calls this book creepy needs an imagination I despise parents who don't give their children credit for being smart enough to separate fantasy from reality. If you don't have a strong enough bond with your child or effective enough communication skills to discuss this book with your child, you should probably give your child up for adoption and move to the moon. Oh no, a teddy bear is spanking a doll. My child will be warped forever. Get over it. I mean, I might be warped forever (laughs) if I had to see that at my current age. You might be warped forever then because you're gonna have to see it in a minute hopefully that doll's pyromania is cured (laughs) throwback throwback episode six (laughs) 
Oh no, a teddy bear is spanking a doll. My child will be warped forever. Get over it. Your child isn't a bean brain, is she? Well. (laughs) (laughs) As for the person who wants this in color because that's how it originally came out, wrong. The original was black and white. I have a mid-century first edition. It's in black and white and that's the artistic beauty of it. Honestly, people need to get over themselves with these reviews. End of review. Oh my goodness, that was severe. I'm pulling, so there were, you can look it up now. Uh, I'm texting you a photo of the exact scene this person is describing. Um, I don't think this is one I'm going to be reading to Leona. So. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) Look at the bear up top. What? It's a little bit. This is too much. Too much. It's looking a little. I did not expect this. Inappropriate. What's that say at the top? Mr. Bear is just a silly old. Something. I don't know. So the author herself discussed how she based this on like some kind of. I don't want to misquote her. She kind of put some of her own memories of her family, like traumatic stuff into this. okay. And I think that this is why the New Yorker called it the creepiest children's book. Not in like a harsh way, but Mm -hmm. not in a critical way, but just like analyzing it, analyzing it and talking to the author. And so, yeah, it's definitely one of these like kind of niche collector i don't know collector like maybe a cult classic Mm -hmm, if that mm -hmm. makes sense yeah i just don't think it's fair to say (laughs) you should give your child up for adoption if you don't want them to read this book yeah no it's a little the imagery in my opinion there's uh let's just say there is a doll uh with her dress hiked up and a teddy bear spanking her bottom uh and i guess in this scene what happened is they got in trouble when the papa bear or whatever was away. Uh, it, it, this is really freaking weird. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those where I, I, I feel if you had this as a child and grew up, you m- might look back and think, I can't believe my parents were at that time. You're like, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. And not that it like traumatized you necessarily, but just that you look back and go, oh boy. Yeah. I never mm-hmm. really realized how interesting these pictures were but it is very interesting like i'm looking through some things it is this is fascinating now nina said she loved this as a kid and i bet like it's Mm -hmm. it's beautiful photography i bet i bet you would if you didn't if it didn't phase you yeah then great yeah uh and nina seemed to love it i just think i couldn't get past that page (laughs) in like without cracking yeah i'd I'd be a little uh i might skip it concerned Uh, about that page that was interesting okay I mean, even, yeah, it's a little bit, uh, I don't know the right word. I think any book with spanking in general maybe is not mm-hmm. a great look. And this one's a little, uh, <laughs> I mean, her her little booties in there. It's, it's a it's, lot. <laughs> you guys should really look it up. It's, wow. Uh, anyway, so I have one final redemption. And this is um, after I read a bunch of reviews of The Giving Tree and felt really Oh, no. Sad. And so I got a redemption of it because I needed to to kind of bring myself up. Because this was a book I loved when I was little, um, which is fitting. Our dad made us read, like, depressing poetry and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it sort of fits that this was a book I connected with. This was actually sent in uh, by Anna, she, her, from Kansas City, Missouri, um, who sent this review of The Giving Tree. And I'd already gone on Amazon and given up on finding anything. So I was very excited. So I'm going to read this it's a verified purchase by richard 
Uh, and it's it's a doozy. The title is Dear Mr. Silverstein. Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to get sad. Are you getting or emotional? emotional? Oh, yeah. my God, Christina. What did you do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Please blame Anna. Okay. <clears throat> my wife and I were joined in a nearly two-year battle with a disease that wanted to take her from me. As the season of giving neared, she asked me to purchase a gift for me that would be from her. She was too weak to go out any longer. I was in a bookseller's thinking I would purchase a gift card for her to give me. I passed a display and saw a flash of red and green. They were my wife's favorite colors. I looked closer and saw the little boy, the apple, and the giving tree. Without even opening it, I knew this would be from her to me. When we exchanged gifts, she looked at it and smiled. Without a word, I held and put it in a quiet place to be read again at a special time. On the early morning of January 31st, while I held and kissed her gently, she left the field of battle. This morning, I reread her gift to me, and actually, Mr. Silverstein, your gift to us. My wife, Vincenza, Vinci, of almost 45 years, was my giving tree. Now, as an old man, I sit where she rests. I dream and remember, as always, Richard LaBella. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I read that. <laughs> why did I read that? Who emailed this? Anna. Anna, what the fuck? What did Anna put in the email? And then she wrote, P.S. I'm a huge fan of the Cincinnati Zoo, and I literally cannot see pictures of the manatees without thinking of that game you played where you hurled... <laughs> <laughs> where you hurled the manatees over the harbor. <laughs> okay. Oh, Christina. Uh, anyway. That's it? <laughs> That's it? And she just, she just included that review? I think so. Dropped that bomb on us? And it was like, by the way, that manatee game is fun. I think Fuck, I think dude. she wrote more in the email that was like, this oh. will get, this will make you cry or something. But, um, so that's that. Anyway. Shit. She was my giving tree. Stop. Don't stop. <laughs> this is why I'm on antidepressants. It makes me, it, it prevents me from crying. I like can't cry anymore on antidepressants. It's amazing. Okay. So happy for you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Should I do my challenge? Yeah. <laughs> my challenge. <laughs> My challenge was from Joe, she, they, and it was to find reviews of an instrument shop where someone brags about how successful they are as an artist. I swear, if anyone dies in these reviews, I'm going to be so <laughs> mad. So, this is a review of the Sam Ash Music Store in Margate, Florida. It's a two-star review by Lucas. I went to Sam Ash to have repairs made to my very old Tenor King Voltru 1934. It's not an easy saxophone to fix, and I am grateful that Alex found the time to take a look at it. He did fix some of the leaks all over the horn. He also added some corks in places where there shouldn't be any. It took me a few days to realize what was wrong and to correct the G-sharp extra cork under the key that was making it flat. When I went to pick it up, I didn't even have the time to try it before Alex tried to give me a lesson about how to breathe correctly. The problem wasn't the saxophone being tuned correctly, it was me. He also showed me how it was working perfectly with him playing with a very loud and uncontrolled sound. I have played saxophone professionally for years, and I know what I want when I go to a repairman. I didn't want any lesson from him, even though I was curious about the way he was thinking about breathing, which is in many ways the opposite of the way it is usually done. At the end of the intercourse, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Put a cork in that. <laughs> At the end of the intercourse, he asked me how much cash I had on me, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put yeah. that... 
put that together until now. <laughs> How much cash do you got? Uh, leave it on the bed bedside okay. table. This whole paragraph out of context. Listen to this whole paragraph. I just skimmed ahead, okay? Okay. At the end of the intercourse, he asks how much cash I had on me, which is an interesting question if you think about it. When I said that I had $120, he billed me $100 and asked me the $20 as a tip, which I decided not to give. $100 for an hour of work seemed like very well paid to me already. <laughs> He's probably very able to fix simple modern saxophones, but didn't do a great job with mine. End of review. Oh, wink. Uh, didn't do a great job playing my saxophone. To ask, um, to be like, he asked me for a tip and I said that, no. That sounds wildly, all of this sounds wildly inappropriate. Um, also, I, I find it interesting when people make the assumption that they know something that you that they know something better oh yeah than a stranger especially oh yeah so if i'm talking to you i can i know my skill set is je- definitely compared higher compared to yours than no, mine. Just about with saxophones yes but <laughs> with most things yes but not everything so but with a stranger you have no idea why especially one who works at fixing saxophones no the other way around I'm thinking, why is this employee saying, oh, here, let me give you some lessons? Yeah, that's not. Like, this person, what was the first line? The 1934 Vincenzo. Oh, wait, that was the dead wife's name. Yeah, Um, that was the giving. That was uh, Richard's giving tree. Yeah, okay. Uh, The tenor king Voltru 1934. Like, whatever that... Uh, this person brings in the saxophone, knows about it, and then this this employee's like, well, let me teach you how to use it. I'm not saying that the intercourse went exactly as this person <laughs> described. This is one side I know what you're saying. of the story, but I just find it fascinating when people think they know better I see what you're saying. than so the, others. The, the employee was saying, like, here's how you breathe it on this thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, wouldn't you think they would know this already? Anyway, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Like the person, I think respects the fact they brought their their saxophone in there intentionally, knowing that right. they could fix it better than they could. So they, but that doesn't mean that they can play it better, kind of yeah. thing. And I'm not, I, I don't know. I agree. I just find it interesting because I would never, I even, I don't know, I would never make the assumption that I know something more. At least not like verbally. <laughs> at least not out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and I love that he asked for the tip. Uh, oh, that. <laughs> I mean, again, this I, the whole thing is a little bit like hmm, that's weird. I don't know what, what a really, weird really intercourse. Happened. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and uh, I wouldn't think to tip someone fixing my saxophone. But maybe I should next time I get my saxophone fixed. You never know. Wow, the things that you tip on here in America—it's kind of wild. The- I mean, I tip on more than I probably should, but I tried. I don't know. You do it to, but like we do, because like you never know. Mm-hmm. It's better to be safe than sorry. I yeah, feel like because yeah. people are generally underpaid anyway. Yeah, so exactly. Well. This next one is a review of Guitar Center in Lake Forest, California. Oh my gosh! Also, sorry, the fact that the employee was like, "How much cash do you have on you?" Yeah. Okay, it'll be a hundred, and then I get the twenty. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, the employee it, honestly should have said one hundred twenty. Again, if right, and then just kept no. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe okay. Not. I don't know about that. I don't think that should have happened. I take it back. Guitar Center in Lake Forest, California. This is a one-star review by Paul. 
If negative five were possible, that's what I would rate this absolutely joke of a store. If you are a real musician, you will quickly discover this place is a toy store. Only person in that whole store that knows what they are doing is Dave in the repair desk. Guitar Center in general has turned into a store to buy a cheap guitar for little Johnny that wants to learn how to play like Jimmy Page. Avoid this place. End of review. (laughs) Jimmy Page is a very, I looked him up. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Oh, you probably do. He he's very famous. Yes. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. 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 He found Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, I love that. Like, ugh, God, what a bunch of losers! How dare a child want to learn to play right. guitar? It's it's talking about gatekeeping. Like exactly. Wow, this is just such a joke of a place. All these kids wanting to learn how to play an instrument. And in the You're- same breath, they're probably complaining that nobody plays real instruments anymore right 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 saying oh everyone's on their computer making music no one wants to like actually learn how to play guitar yeah and then complain about the kids who want to learn to play guitar you can't win with these people if you are a real musician okay so now i have um some redemptions here oh nice uh i have two more i guess this is not necessarily an instrument shop but it's a person who teaches instruments okay christine sia okay This is a five-star review of Christine's Instrumental Services. This is by Ella. It has been a dream of mine to learn cello for a long time. Christine was able to help me finally meet my cello goals. Sorry, I saw that sentence and was like, I'm keeping this review. Christine was able to help me finally meet my cello goals. As a professional violinist, I was concerned that Christine would be unable to understand the challenges that lie in switching instruments between violin and cello, but her explanations made the transition easy. She was also able to adapt lessons to my existing music knowledge. I would highly recommend lessons with her. Five people found this review. Cool. Cool. Oh, I was actually saying cool. I didn't even think that they would find it cool. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's also six people finding cool. Maybe six seven, people including found this you. review cool. So, yeah, Christine Sia is a, a very talented um, musician, I guess. And this reviewer is also a talented musician. Yeah. And, uh, that's high praise. Yes, that's right. Christine met met the challenge with aplomb. It's the o- Ooh, that's the only time I want people to... Okay, I don't care if people brag about themselves. I think that's good. Be confident, whatever. But in reviews, you get the people who drop something about themselves negatively and then positively this was beautiful yeah there were actually so many positive reviews because i looked up phrases Uh like professional musician or like i've played for years and some people were like i played for years and this guy didn't know what he was doing but most of them were as a professional cellist in the symphony i am so impressed with this store or whatever because that's actually relevant it's actually a testimonial speaks to what they can actually do at this place exactly yeah so i was very uh excited about that and then this is my last one this was from an email from aaron she her who said hi sibs i'm a flautist oh how you say that flouted flautist flautist i'm a flautist i'm a i'm a flute player Parentheses, I usually just say flute player <laughs> to avoid the whole flutist flautist thing. So I had to try to find some flute specific instrument store reviews. So Aaron sent this review. It's a five star review of Flute Center of New York on Google Maps. And it's if, oh, why did I do this again? Okay. What? It's a five star review by Christopher Catherwood. <laughs> just get ready. Okay. Remember how I just did that Giving Tree review? Christina, (laughs) 
just realized that I have a pattern going. It's not as bad. Okay. Yeah, I get, nothing could be worse than that one. <laughs> that one was so brutal. I'm going to be thinking about that for a long time. So it sounds like one of the short stories dad would have made us read. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does, Christina. With the fucking brick wall in the hospital room. He made us read the freaking story of this guy who's in a hospital room and there's someone else in the hospital Don't room with him, a stranger. Story. I'm ruining it. No, I'm going to tell this now. Fine. Oh, is this the same thing? <laughs> Don't spoil the same my plot? review. Okay, sorry. Continue. Christopher Catherwood, five stars. My late wife, Paulette Moore Catherwood, had one of the rarest kinds of American flute in the world. She died in 2018, and every expert in the UK said that the Flute Center of New York was the place to sell the flute. This they did magnificently well, and I am a very happy customer knowing that my beloved wife's exceptional flute had sold through the best possible venue in the USA. FCNY is revered worldwide, including in Britain, where my wife lived at the end of her life. And they also sorted out some truly horrific financial details in a thoroughly professional way. I was most impressed. What nice people they all are, and how knowledgeable and enthusiastic. This is the place in the USA for flutes, and as a grateful British widower of a distinguished Virginian flautist, I could not be more happy. Dr. Christopher Catherwood, Churchill Fellowship Fellow and Fellow of the Royal Historical Society. Um, Talk about high praise here. Yeah, so the email subject uh, that Aaron sent in mm -hmm. was... I didn't notice it until after I read the review. I went back to get the email and I saw that the subject was instrument shop challenge bragging about dead wife, which <laughs> wow. And then there was an updated email. She sent a follow up email with this guy's Wikipedia page. Oh, shit. Alexander, he has a Wikipedia page. He's a British author based in Cambridge, England, and sometimes Richmond, Virginia. And he is the son of Sir Fred Catherwood. Uh, of course uh, of course we knew that already um but yeah so has wow. like a, a whole background i mean it does still say his his wife is listed uh, as being still alive so someone needs to update this but this is pretty wild he is yeah. like a pretty a pretty full wikipedia page my goodness right like yeah. i would say and he has a whole list of selected works uh oh here we go he wrote one called the second world war a beginner's guide so, you oh. know, if you want to dabble. Second World War for dummies. For dummies, indeed. Um, so, yeah, talk about uh, talk about high and, praise, like and, you said. And something so personal. Yes. And probably very difficult to go through. Yes. Um, yes. And for them to have handled it so well that they get such a glowing review. Mm -hmm. yeah. And despite there having been clearly like bumps along the road with yes. finances yes. or whatever, or like selling it somehow. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I just, I like that because it was bragging about the, not necessarily they were bragging about themselves, but mm -hmm. about someone uh, close to them yeah. who was a musician. So kind of cool. Wow. And in a positive That way. was positive and that that was a good end. Okay. That was not as, but nearly as bad I know. as the other one. I realized as I was reading, it was like my deceased wife. Yeah. I was like, why did I do this? You're such a monster. Why am I doing this again? <laughs> um, I do apologize for the Giving Tree book. I think that's probably going to hit me in the middle of the night and I might have a breakdown. Yeah. When you're editing. <laughs> when I'm, oh no. Um, unfortunately, yeah. Can't skip that one later when I'm putting music underneath it. Oopsie. What the hell do I, I'm going to put carnival music or something. Do you know? I'm really. I'm gonna put something goofy to offset it. Do you know what? I Should I? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. 
<laughs> Hopefully we don't, we, I don't get to this point in the episode and think, oh shit, I forgot to do that and have to go that, back and listen to it again. I'm, I actually want you to do that only because I'm really nervous that I'm no. going to make people cry. Listen, no, I'm, I think it was... Because one time I listened... Fitting, it was beautiful, it was nice. Let us... We can, we can allow... A touching moment in the show. Okay, all right, fine. We, well, we bicker. We give the people the worst bullshit that we can yeah, find on the internet. Yeah, but I don't want anyone to feel like too emotional while they're like at you know working at the checkout line or whatever they're doing. What if they have to like be whatever? Here's the thing: they'll listen to my music and laugh. Oh, so it is going to have that. So they're not going to cry if you put that music under. I it. hope not. So okay. yeah, we'll offset that. One time I listened to um, Jim Harold's campfire and his dog had just passed away, and he read a poem about the rainbow Jesus bridge Christ. and i on a plane i remember i just was sobbing yeah um so i didn't want to inflict that upon people mm. if you know what i mean yeah well it might happen no i'm sorry okay well not but i'll with, add that music to i maybe think the music try to offset it i think the music might fix it because <laughs> uh, in the context it probably won't I'm be gonna feel so guilty though <laughs> To, yeah as if i'm making fun of them okay i'm not so yeah get to this point and you'll know that i uh this was it was not meant to uh it's a comedy podcast we're doing what we can I'm trying to make you laugh okay well anyway thanks for listening everybody <laughs> <laughs> um and quick shout out to everyone who was at our stream last night we oh, this is yeah, a day that after fun. that the 420 stream um y'all made my year that was like the best stream i've ever had like numbers wise and uh engagement wise and even though I was not as engaging as usual because there was just so much going on and I was a little out of it for some specific reason on 420. Um, nobody, it was amazing. Nobody knows why. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I had a blast. We played uh, The Sims. Mm -hmm. We made uh, Lamona. <laughs> Nomal. Nomal. I can never come up with how. Lamona Nomal. Lamona Nomal's house. It was all yellow mm -hmm. for some unspecified reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and boy, did we have a good time. We ran to a man dressed as a raccoon. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah, me too. It felt like a <laughs> that raccoon. It felt like a fever dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had a blast. Stay tuned. I'm sure we'll do more of those in the future. I think so. It was really fun. Oh, I'm glad. And thanks for hanging out. Yep. And uh, I guess we'll see you next we'll week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.